Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, we are going to be doing things a little bit differently, and I am going to be pulling tarot cards for each of the 12 zodiac signs to help guide them through this next full moon on November 30th and get a better idea of what to expect. And so just a few things. First of all, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer, so I use the sidereal system. And if you want to learn more about how the astrology is going to affect each of the 12 zodiac signs, meaning how the planets are going to be affecting you, please listen to my previous segment. It'll be the full moon forecast for November 30th. And I also do horoscopes for each of the 12 signs there. And I've kept this a primarily astrology focused podcast. Um, and I haven't spoken a whole lot about my relationship with the tarot. And I have to admit in the beginning, I was skeptical as I was with astrology (laughs) and I took a lot of time to learn how the tarot works for me, what consistencies I can see, which patterns I find with the cards and really took time to develop a relationship with each of the cards in the tarot and understanding how they communicate with me and in what capacity. And something that I've always been wary of is the loss of free will using the tarot and clients. And my concern is that People may believe that because they get a certain tarot card, things are 100% guaranteed to turn out a certain way. And I will say that tarot gives an incredible insight to past circumstances and can do a lot to help somebody heal. It gives amazing insight to reflect current circumstances. I've seen this many, many, many times. And using the tarot, it can give you an idea of the direction you're going to head in on your current trajectory. So if you don't do anything to change your plan of action, it will give you insight into what could potentially play out. But what we can't forget is that we have the power to make choices in our lives to make the future we want And nothing can take that away. Of course, there are always going to be outside influences and there are going to be circumstances that we have no control over, but we are always in control of our actions, our decisions, and doing our best to contribute to the future that we want. And so again, the tarot can be helpful in giving inklings of strategy. We can pull asking what would be the best course of action or what would be the most strategic thing for me to do to get this outcome? You know, what would help me create intimacy with this person? What would um, help me get this job? So we can use the tarot as a tool to support our mission and our dreams and our decisions, but I don't, I try to steer away from pulling a tarot card and letting that tarot card make the decision for us, right? Because then we're giving all of our free will and all of our personal power away to something else. And that's not the intention. In my opinion, I think that the intention is that the tarot acts as a tool to support us on our path in order to create, we have to act. And the tarot is a support system in that incredible 
potential and opportunity that we have in life. So not using tarot as a crutch is very important to me. Using it as a tool and a support system is what I like to view tarot as. And I actually recently just started offering tarot readings. And I like to tell people that in advance because it's a personal empowerment tool um, to support you and your choices and what you want out of life. And that being said, let's go ahead and look at what the cards have to say for each of the 12 Zodiac signs. And so I actually pulled one already for Aries and then I thought Aries and Taurus, and then I thought it would be more fun to pull for you all live. And so for Aries, if your moon or ascendant is an Aries is what I asked the card, the moon is going to be in the second house. The sun's going to be in the eighth. And I pulled four of swords. And if you look at this card, it's a man laying down, taking rest in what seems to be a cathedral. And so how I interpret this is that it's a time to take rest and seek solace in the divine rather that be praying, meditating, chanting, counting japa, taking a walk in nature, whatever connecting with divine forces is for you, this full moon, November 30th, is going to be an incredible time for you. It's also going to be a time of taking rest. You may feel your energy dip. The day may come and you may feel like you're on fire. The eighth house is the house of vitality. So I'm guessing you're not. I'm guessing that you're going to feel kind of sleepy. But if you are full of energy, remember to integrate little pockets of rest throughout the day to prevent burnout. For Taurus, this is very interesting because the moon is going to be in the first and the sun is going to be in the seventh. So this is all about relationships and intimacy. And I actually pulled the three of swords. This card is a kind of unfortunate card. It's a heart. It has three swords piercing through it. There's dark gray clouds around it. It's rainy. It represents grief and bereavement, sadness, sorrow. And so this could represent letting go of past heartbreak because the full moon is also a time of letting go and releasing. And so taking time to reflect on what sorrows and grief and bereavement and heartbreak have you experienced recently that's keeping you from moving forward? Because in order to really let something new into our life and receive something new, we have to one, believe that we deserve it, but we also have to really have that space created for what we want, right? If there's something blocking that space energetically, it's either not going to get filled or it's going to get filled with something that's kind of like maybe half of what we want or a third of what we want. So reflecting on what it's time to let go of in that way, what heartbreaks is a time to release. And make sure to diffuse any conflict that day. Make sure to act with empathy, especially towards yourself. Give yourself a lot of extra special love and care. And so let's pull for Gemini. What does this full moon partial eclipse have in store for Gemini? Again, it's so much more fun to pull live. I don't know why I would have thought otherwise. Let's see, Gemini. All right. I pulled the page of pentacles. (laughs) 
The page of pentacles is a young person standing in a field. It's bright. There's mountains in the background. It looks like they're standing in some freshly bloomed flowers. They're holding a pentacle and looking lovingly at it. They're very excited for this new opportunity. The page of pentacles, it does represent stability and financial security because the pentacles have to do with like stability and finances, of course. And there's an element around being grounded and being practical and dependable in a way. And so for Gemini, this full moon will be in the 12th and the sun of course is going to be in the sixth, which is an art, the house It has to do with finances. And so this may be a time that you are paying closer attention to your financial habits, making sure that you're setting really good goals with your finances. It could also be a time and opportunity to show up for someone else. It may be that someone in your life is needing extra support and relying on you to be consistent and steady and willing. And because it's the page, right? It's not yet fully mature. I'm sensing that this is going to be something that kind of presses your comfort level. Like it's a new skill, as I mentioned earlier. So it may be that someone is relying on you in a new way or asking you to cultivate a deeper level of intimacy in order to hold space for them. It could be that you've been a little financially um, irresponsible, and maybe this is a chance to become a little bit more responsible with your finances. But know that around November 30th, there may be an opportunity to cultivate a new skill and an opportunity for you to be more steadfast and trustworthy and practical and reliable for the people around you. So what about Cancer Ascendant or Cancer Moon? So this will be either one. So funny, I just split the deck and I pulled the moon. Let's see. That was not the actual draw though. That was just a card showing up. So what does Cancer Ascendant and Cancer Moon need to know for this one? All right, so I pulled the Queen of Cups, which of course I pulled the Queen of Cups because this is a very Cancerian sign um, or card, I should say. And so she's said to represent Cancer or Scorpio. Um, I always get Cancer vibes from her though. And so for those of you who are unfamiliar with the card, she is indeed a queen and she's dressed in this beautiful light blue gown sitting on a throne and she's holding a chalice in her hands. And the chalice actually has these handles that kind of stick out to the sides. And I think that they're angels maybe kind of looking at one another, but they also could represent like claws like crab claws or even scorpion claws so there is this connection to scorpio there is this connection to cancer and the queen of cups represents emotional intelligence and emotional reliability someone who you can turn to to comfort you and love you if you have that friend who's just always there to hear you never judgmental always comforting just like kind of the mama type this is the queen of cups. So it's so funny. I pulled this for cancer. And for me, 
interpreting this for you all, I think it's a time to nurture yourself and those around you. The full moon is going to be in the 11th house and the sun, of course, will be in the fifth of creativity and children. So if you do have children, spending extra time with them, nourishing them, learning about what nourishes them and what nourishes you in that process. How can you both feel nourished and filled up? And if you don't have children, how can you better support the people around you? People may be reaching out to you, seeking spiritual support in this time or asking like, why do I feel this way? And you can help them astrologically, or maybe you can offer them a tarot reading or just offer them an ear. I don't want you to forget yourself. So maybe spending time with friends, the 11th house energy, spending time sharing about your long-term goals and ambitions, finding someone who you can really open your heart to. It may also be a good time to do some art. If art is therapeutic for you, getting out a piece of paper and letting yourself create with no expectation and letting that be something that nourishes you. You may also choose to read a book or do something expressive in some way. But again, filling your cup, that's what we're going for. We need some of that queen of cups energy. So what about Leo moon or Leo ascendant for the full moon that we have coming up? Orleo ascendant. Okay. Wow. So for Leo moon or Leo ascendant, I pulled the eight of swords. And if you're familiar with the eight of swords, it's a woman who's tied up. She has a blindfold on. She's surrounded by swords and there are some castles in the background. But what this core, this card represents is that she has the ability to untie herself, but she's choosing to stay in this place of ignorance or suffering. Like she's almost bound by her own volition. And so is there anything in life that you're hiding from or trying to escape, trying not to look at? Is there anything that you're falling victim to where you feel like you're powerless and you feel like people keep doing things to you, but in reality, you can set yourself free. You can make choices to liberate yourself and not fall prey to victimhood. And it could also be that you're having some fears. There might be some fear and anxiety that may be unfounded. Maybe you've been feeling nervous or anxious about something and there's really no reason to be just kind of stepping into this confidence and knowing that no matter what happens in your life, you are going to be fine and you will know exactly how to handle it when the time comes. So let's pull for Virgo moon or Virgo ascendant. We're only pulling one card. We're not doing full spread. That would take a while. All right. So asking about Virgo moon or Virgo ascendant. Let's see. All right. So for Virgo moon and Virgo ascendant, I pulled the six of wands. And so the six of wands, there's a horse and a man is on the horse 
and he's just won something. So there was some friendly competition going on and we have a victor. He has this wreath of victory. There are people standing around him. And if you look at the expressions, they're kind of jealous. They're kind of wondering like, hey, why didn't I win? Why did this person win? And the person who's on the horse is just standing gallantly. They have their spine erect. (laughs) They're very proud to be the winner. So this could be a victory of some sort. From what I've noticed through my time with tarot, this card can also represent feeling competitive and feeling like you need to come out on top. Um, So be mindful, be mindful of your actions and be sure that you're taking actions from a space of authenticity and something that you truly desire, not just taking actions to look better than someone else or, you know, win at a game that may not exist. Do you ever do that where you feel like you and some other person have like this unspoken rivalry and you're trying to one up them and in reality, you don't know if that person's even paying attention to you or you're doing all of these things and taking all of these actions that you wouldn't typically take. It's like you're taking them just because you think it's going to help you come out on top. So be mindful, make sure that you're taking actions that feel authentic to you not just because it's competition, but it could also represent actually a victory. So you may get an opportunity if it's something at work. If you're a salesperson, maybe you make a big sale. If it's a competition that you've literally been a part of and you've been trying to win, it could represent a victory. So certainly be watching out for that and stay humble. This is something else with this card. If you look, the other people around are not super happy. So even if you do win or you come out on top or you're being acknowledged in some way, be sure to find humility and acknowledge where those skills came from. Acknowledge your teachers, acknowledge your opportunities and what you've been given in life to assist you on your journey. So let's go ahead and pull for Libra Moon or Libra Ascendant. This full moon is going to be happening in the eighth house for Libra, so I'm interested to see what card's going to show up. So this is for November 30th. Libra Moon or Libra Ascendant. Oh, wow. Okay. So I got King of Pentacles for Libra which I love seeing. King of Pentacles is a lovely card. So it's someone who's super stable. As I was mentioning with the Page of Pentacles, it's someone who's not super mature yet. They're still learning. They're still developing. The King of Pentacles is very well developed. He has everything in his life together. He is secure. He is wealthy. He is reliable. He is practical. He's slow moving. That's one thing is sometimes he can be a little boring because he's so incredibly practical and pragmatic, but in the end, he's going to be there when you need to call him. So this could be taking care of your finances, making sure that you're feeling super financially in order, setting yourself up for a positive future. It could also represent someone in your life who is going to show up as the king of pentacles. It could be somebody at work offering you an opportunity. It could literally be some type of raise, like getting more money at your work. It could be getting a new job. If you've recently applied for a new job, it could be that on this day you connect with someone who helps you feel super strong and stable and steadfast. It could even be 
a literal father checking in with him and allowing him to give you security and stability. This card could even represent the native listening. It's possible that on this day, you are going to be the king of pentacles and help someone else financially, offer them financial assistance. I will say the sun is going to be in the second, the moon is in the eighth. Both of these houses are of your finances and the full moon is a time of letting go, as I keep saying. So maybe releasing limiting belief around your finances releasing habits that you have from keeping you from acquiring wealth or financial stability, just reviewing these areas of your life that may be unhelpful when it comes to your finances. Now it could literally be getting money. So maybe you're going to get some money around November 30th. If so, let me know. I'm going to be super curious about that. I would love to hear that. So, okay. For Scorpio, the moon's going to be in seventh, sun's going to be in first on November 30th. For Scorpio ascendant or Scorpio moon, let's find out what they, what you all should be aware of for this full moon. All right, man, so many pentacles. I got the ace of pentacles. So the ace of pentacles is a hand coming out of a cloud, holding a single pentacle. There is a beautiful garden and landscape in the background. There are mountains. The ace of pentacles represents something new. So it could be a new car, a new, I don't know, iPhone, a new like kitchenware. It could be a new person. It could be a new membership. It's something that's new. It could be anything, but it's usually something tangible that you can see, touch, feel. Okay. So there might be something new that's coming into your life. This is the seventh house. So it might be, you literally meet somebody who is new. It could be that if you're in a relationship, your partner offers you something new and any capacity. If you've been having relationship troubles, maybe it's an opportunity to start fresh, to start something new. If you're single, it could be potentially meeting someone new. Don't start a relationship on any eclipse. Take it from me, wait it out. So if you meet someone special, wait until you put a label on it. If you've been thinking about buying yourself something new to feel luxurious and spoiling yourself, now is certainly an opportune time. It's going to leave you feeling totally fulfilled. You have to remember the moon is also going to be in Rohini, which is all about luxury and spoiling yourself and having your favorite things to eat and drink. So maybe on this day, choose to splurge and get yourself something new. That is what the Ace of Pentacles is all about. So let's pull for Sagittarius, whose moon is going to be in the sixth, sun is going to be in the twelfth, Sagittarius moon or Sagittarius rising. What you all need to know for this upcoming full moon partial eclipse. Yay. Okay. I pulled the Knight of Cups. This is one of my favorite cards. And so the Knight of Cups is depicted as a knight riding on this beautiful stallion. 
He's in, of course, night garb. He has fish on his attire, which of course represents this emotionality, but it also represents some fickleness that I'm going to get into in a second. So knight riding a stallion, he has a chalice that he's holding out in front of him, offering offering this chalice to someone. And the thing is, is that cups are all about emotions. And I should have mentioned this earlier with the queen of cups, but when you pull the cups card, it has to do with how you're feeling. And the knight of cups is getting beautiful, feeling sexy, feeling like you're ready to flirt with somebody you really like. And when you imagine that, it's like, okay, you have your hair done. If you wear makeup, you have your makeup done. You have your nice clothes on everything. The lighting is perfect. You have your pickup lines ready. Like everything is in a row. If you have your ideal situation for when you're going to flirt. And this is what the Knight of cups represents. He is ready to charm. He's ready to sweep someone off their feet. He knows exactly what to say to emotionally appeal to someone. But the thing with the Knight of Cups is that he can be fickle and he can kind of change his mind. He's very easy to convince if there is someone who is also interested in him. So he can change his mind at any given moment, but when he has his eye on the prize, he is fully invested. So for Sagittarius, it might be a time to buy new clothes, get new incense, get new cologne or new perfume, maybe go get a haircut, do something that makes you feel beautiful and dateable. Someone who, when you look in the mirror, you're like, damn, they're a 10 out of 10. So you want to do something that makes yourself feel really good and feel flirt ready. Um, It could also be that there's someone in your life who's trying to gain your attention, trying to date you, trying to take you out, trying to woo you. If you're having somebody flirt with you, Knight of Cups is really fun. So you may have someone who's just like very, they know exactly what to say, exactly how to pull your heartstrings. So be watching out for that. I hope that it turns into something if that's going on for you. Um, And just remember to keep an open heart, keep an open heart and let love in, let appreciation in. know that you are certainly worth being appreciated and loved and flirted with. Even if it's just for fun, remember that it doesn't have to turn into anything. You can flirt and have a good time and let people woo you, even if it doesn't turn into a serious relationship, which I know it's kind of hard, right? Um, But have fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy the King of Cups. And if there isn't anyone else, be the King of Cups for yourself. Remember, the moon is going to be in Rohini. So I'm not surprised that I'm getting these cards that are supporting you to buy new things and get luxurious and take care of yourself. This is all very strong Rohini energy. So what about Capricorn? Capricorn, the moon will be in the fifth. Sun will be in the 11th. Let's see what Capricorn moon or Capricorn rising needs to know for the full moon. Ooh, I pulled the hanged man. And so for those of you who aren't familiar, the hanged man is a man tied upside down and he is suspended. He has this yellow halo around his head and he's staring directly at the reader or the person pulling cards. And so the hanged man does usually represent a point in time where things are suspended. They're standing still. They're not moving forward. It could also represent seeing something from a new perspective because it's kind of turning your head upside down. It's completely inverted from what you're used to seeing. 
So keep an eye out. There may be something in your life that you need to reevaluate, that you need to take a second look at, that you do need to turn your head and change your perspective on. It could also be that there is something that's suspended and not moving forward. It could be that you've been trying to make a decision and you feel like you just can't get the clarity. Maybe you need more time, you need more information, but there's something in your life that is keeping you from truly moving forward. Something else about the hanged man is that it is about surrender. And if you look at this card, he's not fighting. He is completely surrendering to his circumstance, to his present reality. And so notice what in your life feels like a battle that you can't win maybe or something in your life where it feels like no matter how hard you push or pull or fight nothing changes and is it possible to allow a little bit more room for surrender and i heard a quote recently and it was talking about how if something is meant for you you literally can't mess it up so if it's meant for you it is going to happen without a doubt and so if there's been something in your life that you've really been struggling with and fighting with and making yourself exhausted, is it possible to find a little bit more surrender and planning ahead for something else that's going to be rewarding and fulfilling and within your control? Because sometimes there are these external forces that just keep pushing back no matter how hard we try. So what can we do to align ourselves with our intuition and know which path to take the path of least resistance the path that the universe is opening up for us so be putting your feelers out notice where that leads you the space of ease and comfort and support okay so let's go ahead and pull for aquarius moon or aquarius rising on this full moon what does aquarius moon rising need to know for November 30th. Okay. All right. So we got the page of swords. And so the page of swords in my experience can be a little sharp. Um, he likes to move fast. He definitely likes to talk. Um, and there's a lot around communication. Okay. This is a very witty and chatty person. They have a lot of intellectual capacity. I should describe the card first though. So it's a young person standing in a field. There's blue mountains in the background. There are lots of fluffy white clouds around him. This to me represents a lot of flowing ideas and a lot of thoughts that are formulating a lot of things that this person can potentially say are the white clouds, right? They're kind of like thought bubbles. And the person is holding a sword and kind of pulling it back as if they're about to wield it forward. So they're like standing ready with the sword. The wind is blowing through their hair. There's also some birds flying above them, which again, when we think about birds, they're chatty, they're communicative, they, they're quick moving, they change direction easily. There's a lot of wind element. So this is very page of swords. I always think of the air signs when I think of the swords. Um, and of course, this is Aquarius, which is an air sign and all about communications. So well, when I say communications, I mean like networking, communicating with the masses, having large groups of people that they're talking to. 
The thing about the Page of Swords, though, is that they can be kind of sharp with their communication and they can, they're prone to miscommunication. Um, and because they're very intellectual with their words. And so there's not so much emotional depth, like we might see with the page of cups. So be careful with your communication this day, but be bold in vocalizing your ideas and your opinions. If you're inspired about something, so this is affecting your fourth house and your 10th house. And so I'm thinking if there's something at work that you have an idea about, or you may feel suddenly inspired to create something at work, um, and it may be something that you talk about online. It may be that something that you share about online in some way. This could also just represent an intellectual person in your life. It could represent connecting with your partner in a more intellectual way. But of course, this is the fourth house and the 10th. So I'm thinking it's going to affect your career. Maybe you have an intellectual conversation with your mother. Maybe you have an intellectual conversation at work. So definitely take part in those, vocalize your ideas, vocalize your opinion, but be mindful, make sure that you are adding a little bit of emotional intelligence in your communication because you may come off a little bit sharp. I've experienced that quite a few times with Page of Swords, folks. So just be mindful because you might be talking to someone who's a Page of Cups folk. All right, so let's talk about Pisces, the final sign. What should Pisces know? Pisces moon or Pisces ascendant for November 30th. All right, Ace of Wands. Okay, so the wands are the fire signs. This is a much more heated energy than the cups or than the swords. So this is going to relate to the more fiery energy within charts. Um, but the ace of wands, it's depicted by a hand again, coming out of the cloud, holding onto a wand. There's a castle in the background with rolling hills. There is this element of growth with the ace of wands, because again, there's beautiful rolling hills in the background. There are green trees. But the wand, it has new life sprouting out of it. So there are these little leaves around it and it actually has these fresh little sprouts growing out of the wand, which is going to represent something new, something that's growing, something that has a lot of potential. So you may find that for this full moon, you do come up with this incredible new idea. This is going to be the third and the ninth house for you. So it might be a new idea related to third house matters of your communications, of your hobbies, of something that you can write or create. It could be a new idea in terms of your higher education. The ninth house is also the house of teaching. So it may be that you have the opportunity to teach somebody new. So it's a great day to sit down and learn something new, learn a new skill, try to enhance your passion when it comes to these things and allow yourself to feel passionate. Um, not everything needs to have a purpose and an outcome. It could be for the sheer joy of it. So allow yourself to delve into what you love, learn about what you love, create what you love letting yourself enjoy it. Because after all, this is going to be in Rohini, which is all about 
pleasure and fulfillment. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that these mini tarot readings give you a better idea of how to navigate the full moon energy. If you would like to schedule an astrology reading or a tarot reading with me, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, go to offerings and readings. You can schedule yourself. If you have any questions, please email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.